Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. This is Blue Wire. Welcome to the Chase Down Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Rowan. Today is a very special day. It is the draft lottery. We get to find out exactly how screwed or how lucky we are moving forward. With me today is my co-host, Carter Rodriguez. Carter, how's it going, buddy? It's going good. Uh, we're live on Twitch for the first time uh, in the history <laughs> of the podcast uh, through much consternation and uh, a real quick turnaround for me learning how to how to stream on Twitch. I did um, kind of the ultimate noob move. And I just, I literally Googled, how do you do a stream on Twitch? <laughs> you know what? It, it, it's a new move, but it's actually a pretty good way to go about things. I, I find Googling stuff is helpful. I, I know this is a, a revolutionary statement, but I, I, I think it's handy. So yes, shout out to everybody that is tuning in live, uh, who is looking at our reactions and, and just the new experience for our podcast people. This should be relatively normal. Uh, maybe a, a few more pauses <laughs> and uh, little little breaks of terror as we try to see what's happening. Um, for those that are listening, I will describe this, but I got the Sexton whiskey going on today uh, as a little bit of a good luck for us. And uh, hopefully I'll be drinking in celebration instead of despair. Yeah. I, are, are you going to do the, uh, the shots per uh, slot dropped or are you a, are a fraud? Um, I'm going to do the shots for every slot dropped. I have a different bottle of that. I'm going to go with rum for that little bit of bamboo action for you guys. So um, I'm, I'm really, really hoping that I'm going to be drinking out of celebration. Um, but you know what? Everything's on the table. So we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. I'd like to note that people are shitting on my office. And listen, we just moved in. I haven't had time to swag it out like Justin uh, clearly has swagged his out. Um, you know, no, no Cavs posters, no, no Winnipeg Jets posters, no Bombers posters. Um, but you know what? I've got, uh, I got my wife's diploma in the shot. So, <laughs> you know, I'm proud of my wife, which I don't see anything from Justin. Well, uh, okay. Yeah. To his wife, so. 
Actually, you know what? Her diploma is up there, um, but most of the accomplishments behind me are uh, either me or the Cavs. We got a piece. What of- are your accomplishments back there? <laughs> so we got me going to provincials for golf. Uh, we got me going to provincials for basketball. What um, are provincials, regionals, but for Canada? It, it's yeah, it's like going to state kind of thing. Oh, um, and then we also got a piece of the Cavs championship floor from 2016. Oh, really? Is, uh, you bought that? Yeah, yeah. I How got much one was it? I, I can't remember. I, I can't even remember what we talked about last week. So that, that's what I got going on. A bit of Cavs artwork from uh, Mike McGrath, Austin Carr to Kyrie. Uh, we'll have to add Kevin Love and RJ Barrett to that. So I'm oh. very excited about that. Yeah, it's uh, it's lottery day. Uh, we are about 20 minutes out from actually starting to reveal some stuff. Um, we're doing a bit of our own little pre-show here. Um, and I give us about 15 minutes before we start just anxiously uh, stop. Lis- well, first off, we never listen to each other. That's a big part <laughs> of our chemistry. But we'll really stop listening to each other and start eyeing the screen. But I, I've always I, said that if you can listen to Adam Silver... Uh, be interviewed by Rachel Nichols before the lottery. Or you can listen to two morons as they slowly get drunk, uh, talk about the lottery. I think you're always going to choose the latter. Well, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm seeing Woj on the screen right now, and, and he's bringing the sex appeal. But I feel like this is going to be the most attentive I've ever been to you just because there is a camera keeping me honest. Like, yeah. I'm not going to be scanning Twitter. So this is going to be a different level of engagement. Um, but I want to start things off talking about our new head coach, Bayline. Um, Bayline. No, no, we're going with Bay. He he is Bay. That is a Mac Daddy we got there. Um, yeah. a bit of a surprise hire. Um, the Cavs did a very, very thorough coaching search, and we did not hear his name come up. Um, some some of that might have to do with the fact that the last time his name came up in coaching news and and that the interview leaked, he pulled himself out of contention for the Detroit Pistons job. Uh, so it seemed like the Cavs didn't want to do that. Uh, Kobe Altman had an interview with him. Dan Gilbert came for the second interview, and uh, we, we got a head coach. Uh, so, Carter, I, I know you're a little less happy than I am with with, with our guy, but uh, I'm I'm pretty excited. Like I I I I didn't know with any of the names that were mentioned whether or not these guys are going to be good head coaches. They're all first time head coaches, and to me, after doing a little bit of preliminary research, this seems like as safe of a bet as anybody. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where I think you you are of the opinion that it's not terrible because you find the people who are of the opinion that it's terrible annoying. That that's and, part of it. That's part of it, but here before you continue, the other part is I don't think we know what we're talking about when we're talking about current head coaches in the NBA. Forget someone that has never coached at the NBA level. So for me, I'm I'm willing to give him a little bit more benefit of the doubt and a lot of non-Cavs fans seem to, to like it and to at least say, hey, out of guys that run uh, college teams, his system should transfer the best to the NBA. Um, so for that reason, I'm, I'm kind of willing to give it a shot. Yeah, I mean, in, in fairness, I'm not trying to not give it a shot. I think like a big part of it for me is that I just know, I just know that there was a conversation in the, in the Cavs front office where uh, – you know, Kobe Altman was like, you know, I, th- I just think Jordan, Jordy Fernandez from the Nuggets was just this really, really impressive interview. <laughs> and Dan Gilbert was just like, who the fuck is Jordy Fernandez? <laughs> we can hire Beeline? I want him. Man, I will, so part of it, I, 
there is a connection between um, Beeline and um, Mike uh, Gainsey, uh, who is kind of the number two under Kobe. And to me, I'm guessing that... a little better, for sure. To me, I'm guessing that that was kind of where the pitch came from, where they kind of pushed from that. Um, the other thing that's encouraging to me, so I, I think the Cavs kind of did learn from one of their mistakes in 2014. And that's, if you are going to hire a lead assistant, I at least like that Beeline's going to be involved in the search for him. There, he's going to find a guy that works well with him. He's going to interview with him. Rather than with David Blatt and Tyron Liu, they were announced at the same time. And it was basically, we're hiring our, our first choice and our runner-up. And that just creates such a bad environment that I, I feel with Beeline getting to pick whoever his assistant is going to be in being involved in that process. I, I think it's a more likely opportunity for those two guys to work together for him to mentor a younger coach and for that relationship to be a little healthier. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but I actually think uh, hiring the replacement in the wings is going to work really well for the Lakers. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if you are going to hire a college coach who's only ever worked in college, like I'm not saying it can't work. Like, I mean, as much as we like to shit on Brad Stevens for being overrated by NBA Twitter, who can definitely see themselves in him a little bit. Right. Uh, you know, he has been a very, very good coach. You know, it's been, it's been up and down, you know, Quinn Snyder has been really good. Fred Hoiberg, who everyone was sure was going to be a great uh, pro coach has been a disaster. So uh, it's, it's been, it's really kind of hard to judge, but you know, I'm not ruling it out. And I do think that at the least, it seems like the guy has done a lot of mellowing out as he's gotten older, which yeah. is a really good sign because, uh, you know, these these weird uh, rules and arch- archaic ways of looking at things like it's just not great. Yeah, um, well, how, how long ago? So there, for those that don't know, there was a, a story about him not liking players having earrings. And I, I think that that was like 2006 or something like that. I, I think he's yeah, kind of a little bit. Training, right. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I think that it's a good sign that there's been some uh, leniency there. Hopefully, hopefully there is, because uh, otherwise it, it's going to be a rough transition. And, uh, yeah, this, and isn't, this isn't going to be the same thing as LeBron and David Blatt, where you have David Blatt with this massive ego and um, kind of a resistance to being a new coach. It's going to be interesting to see if Beeline embraces that the same way like a Steve Kerr did when he first became a head coach. Um, but I, I do think that it, it's a little bit of a different dynamic when you don't have the pressure cooker of LeBron James in the locker room. Yeah, I think that's really, uh, that's kind of what the big difference. Cause I, I kind of still think Blatt, maybe there's a world in which Blatt survives without this insane amount of media attention. I mean, guy was high key unlikable and I don't know how you work around that long term. but like Beeline is really well liked by just about everyone, mm-hmm. um, Michigan uh, Adam Eaton in the uh, in the chat just mentioned that Michigan fans are gutted that uh, that he left. I'm sorry, Malcolm said that they're absolutely gutted about leaving, and that you know that passes one of my more important tests, which is like if you lose someone and the opposing fan base doesn't care, it's a bad sign. Yeah, so true. Fact that they do really care, and uh, players seem to like this guy. That matters. Um, but before we continue talking, I just like to note that Bro it up thirteen is shitting on the color of the wall in my office. And <laughs> listen, man, I bought the house two months ago, three months ago, painted the whole thing except this room in my room. Give me some time, huh? <laughs> well, I actually, think- I want to note, you probably won't be able to tell, but the walls, uh, 
it's this purple, uh, it's this purpley uh, uh, substance that has like glitter in it. I think the people who lived here were hippies. Um, and I, I don't know what to do about that. <laughs> you know what? It could be worse. I, I want to give a shout out to our boy, Mike, in the uh, Discord. Uh, when he moved into his place, the previous owner was a big Lakers fan and the basement was painted in Lakers. Oh, ew. I just like, uh, I've gone on this before, but I'm, I'm, I'm so opposed to the concept of like a man cave in the first place. So to take it up like 9,000 <laughs> notches makes me oh, feel ill. I, I another shout out to our guy uh, Laz, um, who points Hi, Laz. out that uh, Beeline sixty six year old white guy. I think if sixty six year old white guys were more flexible to change, I think the world would be in a better place right now. Want um, to know Justin real quick? Yeah. Triple digits, hundred viewers. That's really cool. I that think is that's really, really cool. awesome, guys. And the part where we're going to be really pathetic hasn't even started yet. <laughs> so that's a good sign. But uh, in in terms of what I do like about him. The encouraging thing is, one, he runs very few post-ups, at least for college oh, basketball. Dude. <laughs> a lot of ball screens, above average there, uh, a lot of pick and roll, which is kind of the bed and, br- bed, bread and butter. The, be- <laughs> the bed and breakfast. The, the, the bed and butter. I, I mean, I don't know how you get down in bed, but uh, I always get butter. Uh, if you want to sponsor us, any margarine companies out there, you go ahead. Um, but that's important. And there's a lot of three point attempts. So at least it seems like he wants to run a modern offense and, and an NBA offense. Um, I think getting the right assistant in place to help him transition the NBA and his willingness to kind of let players do their own thing at times, because that's a big, big part of the NBA. You can't be a control freak to the same degree that you were in college. I think that's kind of going to be what uh, determines whether or not he's successful early on. And locking him up for five years. I mean, I, I think he's away, three years away from being a very nice age for a head coach. Well, he's, he's, he's two years away from uh, – or he's three years away from being a Tyron Lue offer from the Lakers. So, um, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I understand why this could work. And I do think the fact that he runs a fairly modern offense uh, matters. I went to the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. Uh, uh, with some with some friends for a bachelor party, and I saw Wisconsin uh, run around forty seven straight plays uh, to set up an Ethan Hat post up thirty feet from the rim, <laughs> um, and boy, it wasn't fun. Um, so uh, the fact that I, I also got to see Michigan beat the shit out of just about everyone, um, mm-hmm. shooting a ton of threes, running a lot of high pick and rolls, some pick and pops. I mean, the guy clearly understands modern concepts, and I think that kind of plays into why his teams have been successful, even though he doesn't always get the best recruits, uh, which is kind of a good sign. Like you want guys who are able to maximize talent and find ways to win uh, when you don't, when you're at a talent deficit. Right, exactly. He took a bunch of guys that were not considered to be top hundred recruits or were kind of fringe top hundred recruits and he turned them into first round picks. And the other thing that's encouraging is he adapted his system based on whatever talent he was able to get he he's not a Shashevsky. oh my goodness i can't say a coach k uh <laughs> and the he, shots are already already doing work exactly he, he's not a guy that players come to him and you get to say okay i'm going to run my system you guys are going to run my system no matter what and because he wasn't in one of those positions he wasn't a cult-like leader in college basketball um what he had to do was adapt to whatever talent he got whatever recruit came there so I, I think that's really, really encouraging. Yeah, uh, and 
I, I definitely agree with you. I do want to uh, go back to our chat, uh, Adam Eaton, uh, mentioning he doesn't like RJ with the buzz cut, and I have to agree. Your thoughts? It, it's not a good look. I'm, I'm already feeling a little, little shaky. I, you know he what? He has a I'm, very skinny face. He does have a very skinny face. And, and you as, know a, what? as someone who has a famously tall face with a, not a lot of width, I, I, I sympathize. You can't buzz cut, bro. I appreciate what he's doing here, though, because there was a report earlier today that if Atlanta lands at number two or three, they don't like R.J. Barrett. Uh, they're not taking John Morant. They likely lean towards Culver. And if R.J. is just helping his cause to, to fall to four for us, I really appreciate what he's doing right now because that, that haircut is not getting – that haircut doesn't scream top two pick. And, and I'm very happy about that because he, he's angling. He, he knows how badly this Rowan needs that Rowan on the Cavs. Oh, that's cute, Justin. Uh, <laughs> worth noting, Packer Canada just, uh, just asked us as well, how happy are you, Justin, that the Beeline hire guarantees that your boy, Sauce Castillo, is the, going to be the 15th man? I mean, what can I say? I'm, I'm very happy. I, I want him on the end of the bench. I want as many Canadians as we can get here. Um, so let's just let's stack the roster. Let, let's get Sauce back. And finally, a coach that knows how to maximize my boy Sauce. He, we'll, we'll get him playing like a first-round pick again. Yeah. The, was he seventh overall? Is that where, where he landed? He was an eighth. He, he, he's part of the legion of eighth overall picks that we had this year with Marquise Chris and Brandon Knight. Um, and Colin. And, and our boy, Colin. Your boy, Colin. Which, by the way, wearing my, uh, my Sexton Love and Pick and Roll t-shirt that you can buy in the Blue Wire store <laughs> and support the pod. <laughs> very good plug. Very good plug. I, I do appreciate it. very natural. This whole, this whole podcast was actually just set up to do that. Um, <laughs> Adam also mentioned best thing about Beeline is that there's no more Longobardi. Yeah, what if, I, back? What, if, what if they bring him back? Oh man, that that would be very very discouraging. Um, I I kind of like the idea of uh, JB Bickerstaff as the assistant coach because I I think you're you're going to have a hard time to get anybody to believe that he's going to be the the coach in waiting. Like I I think that feels more like an assistant because nobody's like dying to get him as the head coach, and I, I think he can do some good things as an assistant. Um, I really hope that the Cavs are able to retain uh, Mike Garrity because uh, he was really, really instrumental in the kind of renovation of the jump shot for Colin Sexton and Jetty Osmond. So um, I, I hope that they can hang on to him because uh, that, especially when you look at how many players here kind of have a questionable jumper or one that needs a little bit of work, uh, it would make me feel a lot better about our ability to develop them. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing where uh... – it wasn't entirely a lost season as much as we thought it was going to be Yeah, uh, where there was like some actual legitimate growth and some important spots um, that seemed to be spurred on by the coaching staff. So it's like, and on one hand, like, yeah, we're excited to jettison Longabardi and, you know, Larry Drew obviously like was not probably in for the long haul, even though he ended up doing a much better job than I think any of us expected. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, there is a chance that that turnover burns the guys that were doing really, really good work. So, you know, I think that ideally they'll keep a few guys on the staff that uh, have impressed. Um, but, you know, ultimately this team is going to have to prove that they're competent long term. You know, I, Trevor uh, Magnotti, our draft buddy, who I'm sure we'll have on next week um, or we'll beg him to to uh, really break down. <laughs> Uh, a few picks that the Cavs can look at based on where they land because uh, he actually knows what the fuck he's talking about. Um, 
but he was talking about how he kind of ex- excited to let dumb teams make dumb decisions. Like, yeah. like, you know, all this talk that the Knicks are infatuated with reddish, but mm-hmm. like, I just I read that thinking like, what if the Cavs are one of the dumb teams? We don't know. <laughs> we really still don't know. And we don't know how involved Dan Gilbert's going to be uh, in this process. And I almost feel like the further they fall, the more likely Dan, like I, I that's more why I want the Cavs to pick top three. Yeah. It's not because I, it's not just because I want a really good prospect. It's like the more, like when you get in five or six, then it's just like Dan can fall in love with someone in an interview and justify taking him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, if he does go that route, I, I would hope that it's like a Kobe white or a Clark. Um, but there, there's no guarantees with Dan. We, we, we have seen enough times that uh, the Cavs are very willing to go off the board. Although it should be noted that the last time the Cavs really went off the board with Anthony Bennett, Dan was advocating for Oladipo. And um, that, that's one of the few times where he really should have meddled because that would have made a big difference. Um, <laughs> So let's let's hope if he does end up meddling, and if he did end up meddling in the coaching search, which I, I know a few people uh, are of the opinion that that's a very real possibility, hopefully it's one of the good ones. Because it, it's not like yeah, this guy I mean, is a complete idiot, but if you're a process over results kind of guy, I, I can see why you're a little bit concerned that if he, in fact, was not letting Kobe Altman uh, make a decision. Also, our, our boy... David Griffin walking onto the stage right now, and uh, love to see it. It's uh, I'm I'm not looking forward to rooting against them today. I mean, I, I want nothing but the best, but I, I hope they jump up into the lottery, just one spot behind us. Yeah, I don't think people all the way understand how likely it is that the Pelicans are going to have Zion Williamson next year. There's like three teams that would absolutely trade their first pick for Anthony Davis, and that that could win the lottery and. David Griffin, if he's running the Pelicans smartly, will absolutely take Zion Williamson as that's oh, yeah. a better prize than anyone else can offer by like several degrees of magnitude. And, you know, sometimes when you, when you think that, okay, well that offer is too good, but if you can't beat the next best offer with what you already have, you kind of have to put it out there. So if you're the Lakers or you're the Knicks and you know, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are coming. Yeah. You're going to throw that pick in there. So yeah, absolutely. Pelicans own odds, which are not shabby uh, with the with the new lottery odds. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a really really good chance that he ends up traded there, and boy, is that depressing. And that takes <laughs> with just a few minutes away uh, from the actual picks being drawn. Oh boy, uh, and oh, I'm stressed. I'm um, I'm very stressed. So l- yeah, let's let's talk about this though. Let's talk about this. It's going to be interesting because we're going to get more of a heads up on where the Cavs are picking than we normally would early on, just because more teams have an opportunity. So oh, if that's you, a very good point. We're, so we're going to know teams are jumping. Shit. Exactly. You, oh, I wasn't even thinking about that. You want, <laughs> you want 14 and 10 to go chalk, because if Miami, oh. if Miami is pick 14, immediately you know Boston or Philadelphia has a top four pick. Oh, man. So every time – yeah, I really wasn't thinking about that. I, I should have known – but like it's going to feel worse and worse and worse every time we see a team jump. Exactly. So you got to hope that it goes chalk as long as possible because if you're getting to like eight and nobody's jumped, all of a sudden you're like, holy crap, the Cavs might actually have a good pick here. So you're going to know a lot earlier on. Um, so obviously 10 to 14 is where we're really hoping that we see absolutely no surprises um, because once one or two of those teams jump up, I, I don't know how many times you've played Dankathon, but that usually means it's a disaster. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, you've said it plenty of times. I think people really still haven't had it sink in just how uh, pen- penalizing these new odds are. The Cavs are 6% more likely to pick sixth than they are to pick first. They are 14% more likely to pick fifth than they are to pick first. So even though they were tied for the best odds for first, it's not it's not all roses here. And Yeah, all, all the best odds come with a 48% chance that you're going to fall to either fifth or further. And we kind of insulated ourselves a little bit that we're going to stay at five or six uh, rather than fall into seven. Uh, thank God for that coin flip because seven would be really depressing. Um, but I, I mean, realistically, that's it's a coin flip. It's a coin flip whether or not you get five or six. And I know everyone wants to talk about staying in the top two or three here. But really, it's whether or not you're staying in the top four or you're, if you're at five and six. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the 50-50 proposition right there. Four really does feel like the line of demarcation where uh, we're going to have a, a hard time um, swallowing, picking fifth or sixth, because you almost certainly uh, will only get to choose between one of Jarrett Culver or uh, DeAndre Hunter. Um, yeah. And more likely, Hunter would be on the board at that point. And... Uh, you know, that just starts, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I, I think we're both pretty in the tank for obviously Zion, obviously RJ. We both believe in Culver because Trevor's talked him up so much to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, thank, thank you, Trevor. Yep. And, and really those three are the ones that I see that I, I say, man, I really want this guy on this version of the Cavs. You know, Morant yep. is problematic for a lot of reasons. Uh, Garland is problematic for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you kind of need things to break right here. This is, oh, it's, it's really tough. And, if, and, if you're uh, at six, you want the Knicks and Bulls to be kind of in that four or five spot um, because you, there's connections for Garland to Chicago. We, we've seen a few people kind of allude to that. Knicks really like Cam Reddish uh, out over a lot of the guys outside of the top three. So if those two teams are there and all of a sudden Garland and Reddish are off the board, then maybe you have a chance at, yeah. at taking Culver at six or taking Hunter. Like it, it's going to help you out a lot. I'm going to be able to talk myself into the options at six, no matter what, but obviously we're, we're hoping for a little bit better because there's a chance Culver or Hunter slip to there. And the other thing is Kobe white and Brandon Clark. I really like as well. So um, if we're not getting one yeah, of those different, no, things, that's, okay. that's not as, that doesn't feel nearly as good. No, as no, it doesn't. No, it, it's, a, it's another rebuilding year. It's another rebuilding year. This is a, this is just a this is a team that just needs something more than that. And I, man, I'm just going to keep saying ugh over and over and over again because the anxiety is starting to build. By the way, uh, PSA: Justin and I are watching on a stream. We're just a little delayed, so we're synced up. Um, please don't. Uh. Chad, <laughs> we're going to try not to look, but please don't spoil in the chat. We love you guys. So you're telling me I should turn off my TV that's on live right now? Absolutely fucking should, because I can't watch live in here. But what if I tell you it? I, that's worse. Why is that worse? Because <sighs> I want to see it myself. All right. Uh, you're going to have to take my word for it, because I'm not going to be able to hide my reaction. So, uh, all right, man. Look, we're, at, we're, look at our boy Griff. Looking great. Looking like uh, a snack. Looking... Look, Looking like my my thumb if it was a snack. <laughs> Who is Raul Fernandez? <laughs> I don't oh, know. Gertz hit us with a wink. <laughs> okay, so I'm a half second behind you. So, oh, it, wow. So, man, really, I'm going to spoil it for you. 
Yeah, now now I'm tempted to turn my TV back on. Don't do it, bro. Okay, fine, fine, fine. So, so yeah, I, I think we're in agreement that if they do fall to five or six, you're not looking at a quick turnaround time. The, the good thing, though, is that if they do end up falling and let's say they're bad but they're not super bad, they're going to be where the Windsors were this year. And yeah. that's and there's still a, lot of a very good chance. That puts you on the other side of the spectrum where we're worried about falling back because there's a great chance that teams are going to jump up. We're going to have a great chance of jumping up next year if that's the case. Um, but then there's also a very real possibility that we end tonight with Zion Williamson, which oh, <laughs> is such... It's such a. It's oh, felt like man. such a long shot. I haven't even mentally prepared for people that possibility. Are, people are so going to be so mad at us. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy every second of it. Oh man! Okay, here we go. Someone's walking out of stage. Oh, it's oh, happening, boy. baby. From it's Ernst and Young, <laughs> where dreams my, come true. My guy, Darrington. Okay, please. What, what a weird day for Zion. You know, like show up and do nothing. That's okay. that's your whole. You have no reason to be here, really. Yeah, it's kind of weird that there's a lot of players here. So we're obviously hoping for pick 14 to be Boston, right? So yes. that, that would mean that uh, there's no one jumping up. All right, Tatum. The, hopefully this go. Tatum doesn't disappoint. And there's Boston. Thank God. Okay, so you uh, are spoiling it for me, and I'm okay with that. because I'm, Okay, I, 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 will, I will delay my reactions. Ooh, okay. Second. It's uh, very real right now. I got oh, the jitters. Man. I just... I'm shook. I'm just going to start panic drinking. Your boy shook. I, I feel like this isn't going to be as good for the podcast. Okay, Miami Heat. This is, this is good-ish. All right. Holding on. Holding I the form. Charlotte. Okay. And now we got Lakers. So this is, this is obviously a big one. No! Oh, my God. The Lakers jumped in the top four. God damn it. The shit's rigged, bro. Oh my god! Oh my oh, god! No, <laughs> this shit is so rigged. They won the lottery, didn't they? Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh motherfucker! Oh my god! Oh, this is painful, dude. Wait, Hawks, Hawks at ten. Doesn't that mean they fell back two no, spots? They, they fell back one. They were at nine. I, sh- so. I should have got the the tankathon odds up. Um, cause I, All right. uh, that is another jumper. I believe wizards grizzlies just jumped in. Oh my God. Well, that's I, a, I that, guess that's that would a be... big jump, bro. That's eight and 11 jumping into the top four. Oh God. We're going to be six. Pelicans jumped in. We're going to be six. Oh, this is, yeah, we're, we're going to be six. six I mean, it's honestly way more statistically likely that we're sixth than we're not at this point. And that's All right, at this point, we're probably so rooting painful. for fifth, right? All right, if it's Phoenix Suns... By the way, Boston lost screwed. the Grizzlies pick just now. Chicago Bulls. Okay, that's good. They didn't jump. All right, here's the moment of truth, Justin. Oh, my God. Hmm. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Tatum, can you pick up the fucking card? Oh, no, it's us. It's got to be us. Someone just texted me, fuck. Phoenix Suns. Oh, okay. Okay. We're, okay. We're, we're probably five then. Uh, one would imagine, but uh, it, we are 27% chance to be five. It makes sense that we would be five. Um, yeah, we're five. Yeah, we're five. Okay. Um, uh, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. Uh, the Lakers are going to win Zion, and that's 
That's so Knicks and Lakers in the top four. That hurts me to my core, Justin. Ah, oh, that's one of these motherfuckers is gonna get Ah. Zion, and that hurts me. It uh, hurts me bad. Who hurts the throat? Well, it's the throw. Yeah. Well, only three shots for you. Ugh. No, what I should have got, I should have got like a cider or something to wash it now. Yeah, probably, but you're tough. You know, I, I, I respect you for it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They, you know, I remember we were talking about uh, before the draft, uh, before the lotto, like who would be the team that would convince you that the lotto was rigged? Yeah. And or wasn't rigged specifically. Oh, my dad's calling me. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. He's definitely upset. Oh, I'm getting I'm getting hit as well. Um, yeah, uh, this is uh this is tough, man. I mean, there really is a chance if things break right that Culver is there um while we while we wait in commercial to get the rest. Oh, so, some somebody good's gonna be there. Um, um I don't know about somebody good. Uh, there's a real chance. Uh, I mean, really. Well, let's let's rattle it off. So you got the top three. You got Zion. You got Morant. You got RJ. You got Culver, and you got Hunter. You're getting one of those. And there's a chance we want the Knicks to get four here so that they take Cam Reddish. <laughs> that's like that's what this comes down to. Yeah, yeah, you do. Um, uh, I cannot believe these motherfuckers. This this is what's so depressing. We lost LeBron James, and the Lakers got a better pick than us. Fuck. Like just just let marinate in that, marinate in that shit. And if if uh, if anyone is as good at Twitter as you are, a Lakers fan is in here clipping that clip right there. Our, oh, absolutely! You got to be our, our boy. Uh, our boy Reichel, Um He's going to be very very happy. Well, right, right. Should probably if Rai took out a hit on you and had you murdered, um, it, it would be justified. At this, it point. would. Be, I I wouldn't say that he shouldn't go to prison, but ultimately, I think the the court would understand and give him a lenient sentencing. It, like he's not getting the death penalty for that. At yeah, at the very least, you've been engaged in a in a program of targeted har- harassment. <laughs> Man, oh man, oh man. Uh, and they're going to get fucking, they're going to get Zion and then they're going to trade him for Anthony Davis. And David Griffin is going to have no fucking choice but to make the trade he doesn't want to make. Because you I know mean, Gale does not want to trade AD to LA. Yeah, your boy is thrilled right now. Let me just, let me just say that. My boy? Oh. You? I'm not thrilled. <laughs> I, yeah, this is a this is a tough break. I mean, we we knew that this was a realistic possibility. The this funny is why thing I'm still like so mad that they that these stupid motherfuckers let a bunch of bloggers dictate league policy. You know what? I'm blaming Kevin Durant. I'm blaming Kevin Durant right I'm now. I'm blaming bloggers. No, no, no. Because Kev, Kevin Durant to the Warriors took out any interest in who was going to win the championship. So people had to focus on something else. And their solution was lottery reform. Kevin Durant ruined the league. He took a championship away from us in 2017. And he took away the draft lottery, which is our bread and butter. Um, The other thing is it's time to move on from Nick Gilbert. He did not lost it. I'll say that. I'm not afraid. Dan, Dan did his job. Dan hired a 66 year old head coach to fill our vacancy 
and get rid of the lawsuit for age discrimination. Nick didn't hold his end of the bargain. And, and that is, that is sickening to me. You're absolutely right. Boom. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I just, I can't forgive the league for being so short-sighted, you know, oh like, because not only did they make it unbelievably difficult for the worst teams to get better, um, they made it. So the entire last month of the season was completely worthless. Oh my uh, God. Instead of two or three teams that were already bad, that nobody was, our people were already weren't watching. Uh, they made, <sighs> yeah, they, they already are still tanking, but now you have the league's middle-class tanking. You have the Lakers shutting down. Their, their strategy literally did the opposite. Lakers fourth. Thank God. Thank the Lord. Let's I click go. <laughs> I mean, there's still, I mean, if the Pelicans win though, that, I mean, first and fourth is uh, not bad. Knicks are third. Okay. I'm, I'm watching live now. I've, I've, I've abandoned. Oh, you fucking dick. Um, yeah. I Memphis think that... Pelicans got Zion. How about oh, that? Oh my God. Our boy Griff. Would we have got Zion if we still had Griff? It makes you think. Um, yeah, that's cool. Uh, I mean, it's a bummer because no one cares about the Pelicans. Sorry, Mason. You know what? They might now, though, because they're going to get a great no, return. They they're going to get a great return for Anthony Davis because Griff's going to get them a great return, or they're going to ke- keep uh, Anthony Davis. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just can't care about that. That's like that's going to the true wasteland. You know what? Well. This is uh I, I will no, say no, this, no. this, this I, is here's what happens. So this kills Boston because Boston's leverage was going to be getting a good pick mm-hmm. and using that with Tatum. Um I, I don't know what Griff's holding up right now, but it's probably something, some sort of lucky charm. But man, so Boston is screwed because Kyrie's leaving and they have no way to really trade for Anthony Davis. They're gonna have to rebuild. So now I, I guess we're kind of looking at options, see who falls, see if the Knicks do anything stupid that's going to open up opportunities for us. And the other thing is, pardon the burp, uh, that's that alcohol coming back up. Uh, the other thing is we might be able to, if Boston's kind of tearing it down, maybe you take Hayward's contract off their hands and, and get a pick. I mean, this, this isn't great for us. This isn't great for us, but this isn't as bad as it could be because you got the Knicks in third, they're always, always, always on the board to do something stupid. And we'll, we'll see what happens from there. Maybe, maybe the Garland pick comes at Memphis. Who knows? Because they're going to need a point guard for the future. Maybe the Knicks go that route if they strike out on Kyrie. There's, there's a lot of options. Yeah, I mean, this is – so I think objectively we're all bummed that the Cavs fell three spots. I think we can all agree that that sucks. And now they're probably going to get a significantly worse option than they would have had if they had it, if they landed it too. We get that. Yeah. But with that said, uh, this was a great, uh, as good of an outcome as it could have been with the Knicks and the Lakers in the top four. Oh my Uh, God. I can't believe the Lakers jumped. Yeah, but bro, I mean, imagine if they got Zion. I mean, all these other guys, like... I know. Four, four, four is the best-case scenario. Like, four is absolutely the best-case like, scenario. If, if they had to jump, this was like, well, I guess that's fine. Like, it still stinks, and, like, it's it's hard to see them picking ahead of us. But, Lakers jumping and the Pelicans drafting higher is fun. Like, uh, that's that's good. I, I like that. I, I can get yeah, some... Yeah, but, I mean, again, the Pelicans can 
trade. I mean, there's a lot of value still in the fourth overall pick. And to be able to go back to your fans and say, we have the first and fourth overall picks in yeah. the in the draft. That is a, that feels better than a lot of the other options. And I don't know. I think a big factor in this is what the Clippers do this offseason mm-hmm. uh, for when they're chasing when they're chasing Kawhi uh, in free agency. Like if they get Kawhi, then maybe you trade the rest of the war chest yeah. um, over to uh, to New Orleans for AD. Um, it matters if Kawhi stays. If Kawhi stays, then the Raptors can offer Pascal Siakam. Uh, they can offer OG, who you know didn't have a good sophomore year, but is decent. And you can offer you know the next nine first round picks, whatever it takes, um, and and rebuild around those two stars in in Toronto. So there there are options, but I will say in a lot of ways, I don't know if they're going to get a better offer than the fourth overall pick. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's a good point. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the Lakers offering fourth overall, and oh man, if you're the I'm, Knicks, you should be trading. Thir- you should offer three. Yeah, oh, you should absolutely offer three there. Um, the thing that concerns me, this is actually a really weird order in terms of who's going to be picked where. Like we know Zion's going to the Pelicans, but um, what Memphis does is going to be interesting because uh, obviously Conley isn't there as a, a future piece, but no, I could see them. Though. I, I can still ta- see them taking Morant there, and I can see them taking RJ there. Um, then the Knicks become a wild card, and because they could do anything. I mean, my nightmare scenario is now RJ falling to the Lakers at four. But um, stop. Yeah, I, I do not want to have to buy a Lakers jersey, but I will. I, I mean, I would wait to see if it gets traded to the Pelicans first. I, I would wait to see if RJ ends up on the Pelicans first, and then I would hope that the Pelicans get a better jersey. But I am absolutely buying an RJ Barrett jersey. I'm just, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little gutted that it's not going to be a Cavs jersey. Yeah, I understand, and I'm sorry for you because you know this is like that was your dream, and uh, you know this was everything. This guy seems to be a lot of the things that Andrew Wiggins isn't, uh, as much as dumb people want to compare the two. Uh, it mm-hmm. doesn't seem to line up to me at all. Yeah. Um, what is worth noting is that Culver still might be there at five. Now, I, I, don't I think, think there's a very, very, very realistic chance that we get Jared Culver now. Here, here's what you hope as a Cavs fan um, right now is that you hope someone in the top four absolutely falls in love with Darius Garland during workouts. Yeah. And to me, the team that would do that is Memphis. Um, yeah, I think I think Memphis or New York. I mean, if Memphis takes Ja, New York, if they hold on to their pick, might chase someone like Garland. Uh, I, I really don't think Reddish is going to go top three. Um, Here's just, the thing. Here's the thing. So there's a lot of uh, ye potential here where you can have Cam Reddish hitting shots in an open gym going up against a chair. And yeah. I, I think workouts are going to be you, you really... You get tricked by the size and yeah, the touch. I, I mean, his skill set put with a different mind is one of the highest upside players in, in the draft, which is why in the scenario we're outlining here, I'm, I'm terrified about RJ falling to the Lakers. Um, I, I think that they would end up trading him, but uh, who knows? We, we've seen weirder things happen on, on draft night um it's just going to be really interesting to see how the Cavs play this um whether they try so now now we're starting to get into that territory that we had talked about earlier which is with us not picking as high 
there may be more incentive for us to trade up to the middle of the first round and, and get try to take a swing on like a Nazir Little or someone like that. Because yeah, I, at this I, point, I we're trying to get role players to get, kind of round out the roster. And I, I, I still don't, my problem with the trade up, Justin, is I still don't understand who, what the Cavs can offer to sweeten the deal on a trade up. I mean, they have a, they traded for a war chest of seconds. Basically taking salary off a team's hand. You're looking at teams like Charlotte and Detroit and you're saying, Hey, we, we can alleviate some of your issues, especially if Kemba Walker leaves Charlotte. Um, obviously with the Phoenix Suns not picking very high, I think they're going to be in a really tough spot and they're going to target. Kemba Walker, they're going to target D'Angelo Russell. Um, they're, they're going to try to get a point guard through free agency, and, and they're going to be a big player there. So um, I, I think you're looking at one of those teams in the middle of the first round that have some bad contracts that they want to get rid of. Yeah, I mean, that's true, but it, it is worth noting that they are up against the luxury tax right now. And it is also worth noting that there's a world in which the Cavs could, if they wanted to, force a trade up by buying an extra first round pick with the J.R. Smith contract. And then if they really, if they really, really fucking love R.J. Barrett or someone <laughs> like that at two, I mean, if they pick up another first for J.R. and throw all three picks to get up to two or three spots, I mean, it's possible. I'm not saying it's likely, but like, there's a real world chance in which this Cavs team is picking three first rounders this year. Um, yeah, no, I, I can. Absolutely. I still don't, I'm not super comfortable with that still um, because I don't really like the idea of having. I don't really want to be the new Phoenix Suns where your entire rotation is 19 years old, so you lose every single ma- every single game, yeah. uh, whether you have the talent advantage or not. But there's a chance that we that this team has a lot of additional youth on the roster. Yeah, and the other thing that you got to take into consideration, you, you those trades on draft night are tough. You you want to make sure that you're getting it in that window, and distribution can be tough in general. And when you're selling online, getting your order, orders out can be a real pain. <laughs> it's time-consuming, it's expensive, and there's so many carriers to choose from. How do you know you're making the right choice, Carter? I don't know. I don't That's know. ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, or your own website, ShipStation brings all of your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. And right now, Blue Wire listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use promo code BLUE. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering in your credit card information, Carter. ShipStation works with all major character carriers and characters, including the U.S. Postal Service, FedEx, and UPS, even your Amazon fulfillment. So you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. No wonder. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com, and enter promo code BLUE. ShipStation.com, make ship happen. I like it when the reads... I don't want to go too inside baseball here, but I like it when the reads make you say the the URL like nine ninety seven times in a row. 
I, I think it's a nice touch. I, I like it. I, it, it really, I, it really nails it down because let's be honest, 90, 95% of the time we're, we're really struggling through these. Oh, so, absolutely. And, and I did that one while dead inside, which is a, a, a bit of a feat from my, myself. So uh, that's uh that's good. I, Honestly, this could have gone a whole lot worse. I, I think six would have been defined as a whole lot worse. I, I know it doesn't feel like it, but... Oh, it would have um, felt a lot worse because you're not getting Hunter or Culver at that point. Well, I, I think you still would have had a shot at it. Um, but Unlikely, though. There's been good picks at five. I, I think the history of five is a little more encouraging than the history of eight. So we're we're working towards it, and hopefully... I mean, hopefully you get a healthy year this year out of Tristan and Kevin Love. Um, the one thing that I think is worth noting is none of the guys that you're going to get at five are really going to be ball dominant enough that I think that they would hurt the development of Colin Sexton. So whether or not he's going to be kind of a major piece for you moving forward, I think it's going to be a good situation to develop him. You're likely getting someone that is complementary to him. And you can kind of figure it out from there. And I, I think um, this all, unless there's something surprising that happens on draft night, I think this all but kills any chance of, of being a playoff team next year, which probably was a bit of a long shot to begin with. And yeah. we're going to be doing this again next year where we're hoping that we jump up in the lottery and that we get the lucky break that Memphis had because under these new rules, yeah. It's, Luck is all that matters under the new rules. Right. We're, we're going to be in the opposite situation. We're going to be in a spot where we probably aren't going to fall back more than one spot. And there's a decent chance of us jumping up. And Tankathon is going to be a whole lot less depressing when you're on the other side of the equation. Yeah, you can talk yourself into stuff. Um, I, I don't know. Like The nice thing, I think, if we're trying to put silver linings on a, on a package that you know, we're admittedly bummed out about, I think. Yeah. We're, we're making so, chicken salad out of chicken shit. Right. Yeah. Um, but there is a degree of like, listen, we both stated that we just want this franchise to run in a competent fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, and they haven't run in a competent fashion, uh, the last couple of years. They have not, they haven't looked particularly good. They've been very, uh, you know, been very messy behind the scenes. Um, and you know, maybe the slow build is what the franchise needs. You know, maybe we didn't, maybe another savior. Yeah. I mean, obviously we all want Zion and it's a bummer that we didn't get Zion or RJ, but like, you know, maybe, maybe it could be fun watching this team work its way towards being competent over time, as opposed to this, like, cause we didn't get that. We have not gotten that in a long time. LeBron made this team really good, really fast in 2008, or I'm mm-hmm. sorry, in 2004, 2005. Um, and then when he came back, they went from seller dwellers straight to championship expectations. Like we really never get to see the cool gradual build that, you know, a team like the Raptors has gotten to see. And, you know, while that, that fan base would profess to be kind of tortured in some spots and yeah, they are, they've also gotten to see really, really good basketball the last several years. And uh, I, as and I've said this a lot, but as I've gotten older, I've gotten less title focused mm-hmm. and I've gotten more, I want the thing that I spend three nights a week doing to be fun more often than it's not fun. Yeah. And I think it's, it's going to be more fun next season, um, which I, it's not going to be a whole lot. It's not going to be that difficult to do that. The other thing is I really hope, and the one takeaway that I wish on all of our listeners and anyone that you guys talk to just spread the word. 
when you are complaining about wins in goddamn February, shut up. Because if we would have won more games, you would have been in Memphis's spot. Or you would have been in the Pelicans' spot. There, it, this is completely damn yeah. random at this point. And I do not want to hear about winning too many games down the stretch. Because Cavs fans and Bulls fans, they worried about it all damn season. And we got five and six. So you know what? That's, that's out the window. You don't have to worry about that. Just worry about your team playing well and doing well because you have no idea how this is going to play out. This is a complete crapshoot now. The old odds are dead. Just enjoy your goddamn team. Eat Arby's. Eat Arby's. Absolutely eat Arby's, um, which is not a sponsor. No, it's they, just a nihilist Arby's joke. They could be. I, I mean, <laughs> I know it is. But because we had a sponsored ad read, we, we need to fill some of this content so that it's close enough. Like, it's never going to be the middle. We're, we're not doing a three-hour podcast, but they, they want a, a mid-podcast read. So um, we, we, we need to do a little <laughs> there. Talk about peeling back the curtain there, Justin. <laughs> You know what? I'm honest. People know us for transparency. Also, speaking of transparency, you doubted whether we were going to get over 20 viewers. We got to 241. Yeah, that's we we hit 241. We peaked at 241. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, that's really really cool. Um, this has been, you know, I, I think as like we transition from one year into the next, I do think it's worth kind of noting as we in our our upcoming season that this has been a really cool year for us on the chase down. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we started our discord back when we were still doing our Patreon before blue wire picked us up. Love blue wire, by the way, big shouts to blue wire. Love you, Kevin. You're Shout out to our guy, you. Kevin Jones. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that, you know, we started that as just like, we need a way to come up with some kind of perk for people that are paying us money to podcast, um, to give them some kind of bone, uh, and, uh, as we've kind of gone, as we've gone corporate, um, you know, we just made it. So anyone who reviewed the pod can get in and this, the, the discord was just on fucking fire all day. Everyone was having so much fun, uh, leading up in anticipation of this, of this stupid lottery. And it's just a really fun community where we can kind of all just be fans. We don't have to worry about being smart or, uh, which I never have to worry about. Uh, we don't have to worry about, uh, you know, being this like, you know, cause t- Twitter is such a gotcha bullshit all the time. Yeah. Uh, and like just getting to be a fan for a while unencumbered has been really fun. I, uh, I went with the, uh, cell phone. I, uh, had to retweet my tweet from last week where got to get these jokes in now before the league gives the Lakers a higher pick than the Cavs on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I can't help the fact that I'm never wrong. And I'm going to predict that Jared Culver is a Cleveland Cavalier. That is, that is my prediction. I, I, I feel pretty good about the, the chances of the Cavs getting Jared Culver. And I can, I can get excited for an opening day lineup of Colin Sexton, Jetty Osman, Jared Culver, Kevin Love, and Tristan Thompson. Yep. Uh, ideally, this team grows and plays a little bit more modern on offense and plays any defense at all next year. And- <laughs> Pretty much no matter who they draft, that should be the case. Like, even if they go crazy and pick Reddish, which, fuck, I hope they don't. Like, he's at least been a decent defender this year. So, whoever they run with it should make this team better. It just won't be better in the ways we were hoping them, for them to be. And 
uh, you know, that's going to be an adjustment that we're going to have to, that we're going to have to kind of own and acknowledge. But in the meantime, ugh, yeah, <laughs> it sucks. I mean, at the end of the day, so yes, the Lakers got LeBron. They got a better pick than us. But they didn't but get a George Hill. They didn't get a George Hill. They don't have a better owner than us. And somehow we were a more attractive coaching destination. And we got a better coaching hire. We don't have Jason Kidd waiting behind the scenes because they were too care. Can, can we just talk about that for one second? The fact yeah. that they're like, we can't hire this guy because of his domestic abuse history. We can't have him be the head coach or at least not directly. We're going to have him be the assistant first. That is one of the wildest things I've ever seen in my entire life. It really begs the question. Um, what kind of monsters do they have on the staff in LA <laughs> that are just in less visible positions? <laughs> Well, we found out that, uh, well, we know that Rambus is going on behind the scenes. So he's got his casting couch trying to find the, huh. the, the best DJs for the organization. Phil Jackson's back there. So he's probably doing oh, some weird stuff. Who, who loves LeBron, by the way. Uh, <laughs> loves this LeBron. This is an organization that they, they thought that the lesson of all this was, ah, maybe let's not kowtow to LeBron too much. And it's just like, they don't want LeBron. That's what it comes down they to. They don't want them on the team. They, don't want they, they like the idea of LeBron, but then they want to act like they're bigger than him. And that's absolutely hilarious. Yeah. I mean, that they genuinely, uh, if you really push them, would tell you as much that they, that they are not interested in what LeBron James has to offer to an organization. They wanted a mascot. They wanted an indicator of, like, of a return to relevance. Mm-hmm. But they didn't realize that, this isn't LaMarcus Aldridge. <laughs> this is a player who has, who has done more for player agency for good or bad than anyone maybe in league history. Yeah. Um, at least, you know, in modern league history. Um, and the fact that they didn't know that that's what they were getting is just even more evidence that this is a completely out of touch organization that, does not deserve almost any success that's going to come to them <laughs> in the next couple of years. And, you know, that's the nice thing. That's, that's exceptionalism is landing, uh, you know, giving yourself a much softer landing spot when you fuck up. And yeah. there's more, a more margin for Anthony Davis. And they won't have earned it, but that doesn't really matter. Um, but in the meantime, but the nice thing about having bad ownership and for them, or the nice thing for us as fans, uh, that's a bit of a double-edged sword because our owner does the same thing as when you have a bad owner, you can stumble into short bursts of success. Yeah. Um, but it's never, it never lasts because you're, you're always going to be rotten to your core and process always beats uh, results uh, over a long enough arc of time. And I think we're going to find that to be true about the Lakers. And what stinks about that is even though you don't like him, I do. And I'm bummed that LeBron. <laughs> is going to sit in that garbage heap. Listen, we're just finding we're just finding out who LeBron is going to have on his farewell tour in two seasons when he joins the Cavs. So, uh, oh, yeah, we know that the worst-case scenario is going to be either Jared Culver or DeAndre Hunter. I can talk myself into either one of those guys. Yep. Um, the, the Cavs should be better next year than they were this year. And, and we're nice. going to get a player that fits. We're going to get someone that fits because either those guys fit right into what the Cavs want to do next season, and that feels pretty good. So 
it, it could have been a whole lot worse. We are getting one of the guys that we were high on. We're just going to find out exactly who we're getting. We're going to find out what happens with the J.R. Smith deal. There, there's still a whole lot to look forward Cavs to. Cavs are not done. No, they're, they're not done. And just because we're, there's not going to be as much of an instant improvement as we hoped, we are now on the curb up we are working towards something we're going to get talent we're going to get an influx of talent we're going to build around what we already have we got a coach that should actually be able to maximize this roster in an interesting way because he does run a interesting style of offense it is predicated on the past and i'm really interested to see what he does with kevin love jetty osman um culver sexton all of these guys larry nance jr is going to be utilized in that way um, so I'm, I'm really interested to see where this goes. And as Carter mentioned earlier, we really do appreciate all the support. I, I mean, the fact that as many people tune in as they did, really, really encouraging. Remember, if you want to support the show, the best way you can do it is to subscribe, leave a rating, leave a review, and tell people about it. Uh, the, the Cavs are on the come up. Tell your friends and family about us. Spread it word of mouth really, really goes a long way. So we really appreciate it. And if you want to be part of our Discord chat, which is our kind of exclusive community for the podcast, just send a screenshot of a review either on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast to chasedownpod at gmail.com. And we will continue covering everything that happens with the Cavs throughout this offseason and throughout next year. So thanks to all of our listeners. Thanks to Carter for figuring out this whole Twitch live thing um, because you're you're the brains behind this operation and I appreciate it. (laughs) Unfortunately. It's a low bar to clear, but you you cleared it. And that's the important thing because if you failed this, that would be really discouraging. That would be discouraging if you couldn't even clear the low bar that I've set for you. So thanks, Garth. Thanks to all to all our listeners. Until next time, go Caps. Love you guys.